Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Um, it's no real comfortable or good way to start this, so let's just jump right in. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah. Top five songs about death, okay? Leader of the pack. The guy f***ing beefs it on his motorcycle and dies, right? Dead Man's Curve, Jan and Dean. Do you know that right after they recorded that song, Jan himself um, crashed his... It was Dean, you f***ing idiot. It was Jan. Okay, whatever. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Bastard, that's so good, that should have been mine. Bean, shut up. <laughs> Hashtag, kill Bean. And now... I'd tell you to pack sunscreen, but... Hmm. Looks like you already got burned. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning, the 21st of May. What's up, hammerheads? Uh, no. Nope. It was a reach. Like you, you didn't work on it. Mm. That just was top ahead. Right? It was. Oh. Yes. Improv is I'd like to keep going with this improv every day. I'd yeah? like you to not think about it or plan it. Just see what comes to your mind. Hammerheads. Yeah, I'm not sure that that was what you wanted. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to last forever. It just sure. had to last for that moment. That's yeah. all. Mm -hmm. How is everybody? We are good. I'm fine. How are you? Allie, what happened with your boy last night? He's back, right? He's back after a two-week oh, hiatus. Lord. James Holsauer back. I, it's a thing now, Kevin. It's, it's such a thing. a thing. It's a thing that people such are interested in. Is it? Now being... how, many, how many days now? Uh, this would be 23. Yeah. Now, uh, forgive my uh, ignorance, but uh, the show has been... Uh, we haven't seen James for two weeks because mm -hmm. they had some sort of teacher... It was a teacher's tournament. Okay. Thank you for asking. Yes. Did he... Are, are what are, Is what we saw last night, was that filmed in the run when he was filming the previous episodes, or did he also take a break in between and then start up filming again? Great question. I know they've already been filmed, but would he have taken that two-week right. break? Right, because <gasps> I'm wondering if Rest there the was... Mind rest the mind or get out of his rhythm because mm. now he's sitting mm -hmm. around thinking about his fame and reading all the articles or, about it now right. that it's aired. Or alternative, like quick heroin binge. Oh, I don't, interesting. I, that's rough. Interesting. So I'm just wondering if he's coming back, you know, different right. than he did. Uh, no, no, he, uh, he killed it. He still got it. How yeah. much did he make, make last night? Uh, around 80, I think, was the final. Yeah, 80 yeah. and change. Yeah, that's, not bad. Uh, that's not a bad 22 minutes of work. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Especially since, you know, he has the, the, what is it, the top 10 highest 
figures. All for, ten. He has all games. ten. Yeah. yeah, all ten. Yeah. It's um, it's insane. And the woman last night, I think her name was Jenny. She just mm-hmm. didn't look pleased. I was like, Jenny, at least smile. I think it takes right? so much work to finally get on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they finally do, and they run into this dude. It's yeah. the worst. I mean, people could have NBA careers for like three decades and then get dunked on once by Michael Jordan and their life's over. <laughs> right. Like, that's what's right. happening here is that yeah. these people yeah. are the smartest people in their lives yeah. for yes. years, and they've accidentally went up against a wall. Well, uh, Ken Jennings wrote a, a pretty interesting think piece on it. Dear Lord. Um, which, of course, I, <laughs> I wish read. you could just shut your big yapper. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Look, it's my fault for bringing it you up. You really but I, did. I Ken Jennings fine. wrote a think piece. <laughs> Those words were just said. I didn't know it was going to get this detailed. I just, I just wanted to hear, oh, he won it. He's back, and he won 80 grand last night. That's did, all I cared about. He did great. All right, what did Ken, what did Ken say? He's basically oh, like going after the people that are saying that James is ruining Jeopardy, and the game will never be the same. And he's like, no, you just you have to adapt. He's mm-hmm. doing a very different thing, but who's to say that that thing isn't what we all should be doing now? It's very interesting. Well, clearly, clearly it is if you're as smart as James. Absolutely. Though. The, the it's rest not of like... us, The rest of us have to start with a $200 question because we don't know the $1,000 questions. Yeah, he's not playing the game differently, and then all of a sudden he gets uh, answers from out of nowhere. The man is brilliant. Right. He's also brilliant with his strategy. Let right. the man live. I'm just saying, why don't you say less? Okay. All right. Again, <laughs> fair. Uh-huh. All right. Would you or would you not, Allie? James? Yeah. No. Oh, my really? God. No. No one has, right? No, no he's, he's married his with wife kids. and mm-hmm. kid, but yeah, yeah, no, he's. I I love his intellect. I don't. Okay. I don't want that creepy look looking down at me. Yeah, like and maybe those... behind. I wouldn't. Huh? What? No, I understand. And those what? teeth could could hurt you. Those those teeth could do damage. Seems like Bean's thought a lot about sex with this <laughs> <Really>? dude. <laughs> a lot I'll of take, thoughts going on there. I'll take Bean's <laughs> fantasies for six hundred. <laughs> uh, all right, do we have time for the thing? Yes. Next time, let's not do this thing. Oh. Uh, I was interested. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you could look it up. <laughs> There's <laughs> an Al- internet. But Allie is our Jeopardy correspondent. Right. right. I know. Yeah. Here's the thing. I am always, it's no surprise, I am always attracted to organ donation stories. <laughs> yes, no surprise. And uh, this is one that involves a uh, woman named Becca Bundy. Her young daughter was having a seizure at home in 2016, August of 2016, and she called the 911, and a representative of the uh, Bearville, Minnesota Fire Department showed up uh, and saved saved the daughter, apparently. Not a lot of details in this CNN article about what he did to save the daughter, but got it under control until the uh, paramedics came and took her to the hospital, and she ended up being fine. Hang right, on one fa- second. Hang on one second. Uh, scratch. Get new great news story for Monday. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to um, October of 2018, and the mom goes to a benefit for a neighbor at a nearby bar where the fire de- the fire department guy, who's a volunteer fire department uh, uh, person, guy, ha- has worked for 16 years as a bartender. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, my name is Bill and I'm in end-stage kidney failure and in need of a kidney. Well, I don't need to draw it for you to see where this ends up. They talked for a bit and realized that she had the same blood type and she ended up donating a kidney to the man who saved her daughter's life two years earlier. Oh, wow. He had been on the transplant list since 2017. He was only born with one kidney, and that organ was failing. He went on dialysis in January of this year, but at 66 years old, dialysis doesn't really help a lot with older people. They don't live as long the older they are. Mm -hmm. 
And he said, look, I was desperate. I just made two of those shirts. I wore them to work about every single day. Four or five other people offered their kidneys to the bartender. He's a great bartender. He must be. But they ended up not being a match. They could not donate. She was the perfect match for me. And uh, they've had the surgery, and they are fine. And as you can imagine, their families are lifelong friends now. They spend a lot of time together. And uh, it's a warm and fuzzy story. That's truly insane, too, that all of that would happen. Yeah. Are they dating now? Like, totally cute? No, that would be a cool story, though. It would be because then when they break up, you know, she could ask for the kidney back, like George Lopez. <laughs> George situation. Lopez, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, more than I, and I have to put this out there: more than a hundred thousand people in America are waiting for a new kidney right now. Yeah, but they're and not that, smart enough to make the shirt. And that list grows right every year. So just keep your eyes peeled. If you could help somebody out, would you consider it? That's all I'm saying. Out of curiosity, the the birds really like the story too. <laughs> Okay. All right. Look, they. I'm in Seattle for a brief time, and the birds are active this time of day, but they usually settle down about now. And that's so. our our problem. How? Because we keep the door open for a nice breeze on the lake. It's like 55 Ocean. degrees outside. It feels great. That's fantastic for you. I'm just saying the birds are there. They'll be going Betty by soon. So don't I mean, worry. I'm just saying I listen to it at home and then I come to work. For, <laughs> uh-huh. Can't get away from it. And, no, I understand. I yeah. got you. Okay, I got you. All right, so we're good. Everybody's good. Yeah. Hammerheads. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? It is a mockery of what America means. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers are a dumpster fire. Oh, what? Yeah. I, I dug deep last night. What's I going on with this? Reading about Same. it. It's so crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's worse than we know. Yeah. It's it's middle school, high school, all over again. Yeah. Grown men and women. Just absurd. Just throwing mud. Uh, people are dumb on the program today. We have a uh, zero club election. Mm. You guys knew this. Oh, or not. yeah. It's a big deal. Omar has announced that he's running against me, mm-hmm. and uh, it will not stand. He's got my support. Oh. You know why? It, it may sound. Really? Didn't run out of gas. Well, yeah. That, I mean, it's, for me, I'm a one-issue candidate on this. You can't be the president of the Zero Club if you ran out of gas. But you being, don't understand the Zero Club. But, Bean, it is impo- it's really hard to run against an incumbent. You know what I mean? Like, right? people, I know it is. People know the name. And really, uh, Homar, more than anything, is a startup. Yep. And <laughs> Kevin's got that killer slogan, Rider or Die. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> that is real good. <laughs> uh, if you go to a theme park by yourself, is it sad? I mean, on today's show. I sadly can answer that. So, <laughs> With experience. Jensen's not happy with Recent that. Recent experience. Yeah. Grossest thing your partner Ooh. did or does. Ooh. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and a guy who's addicted to Facebook. Because it's on Facebook doesn't make it right. It's a good point. It's mm-hmm. a good point, man. Thank you. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come right back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Tuesday morning, Allie is here. Time for our first look at what's happening for a new day. Well, we need to talk ratings, guys. It'll be one of one of our last Game of Thrones stories. Mm-hmm. So take it all in. Enjoy it. What's going on? Game of Thrones ended its record-setting final season with some more record-setting. The HBO mega-hit drew 13.6 million viewers for its initial airing of the series finale on Sunday night. Then you add in the replays and the early streaming, and that figure has climbed to 19.3 million. Still don't need the cat version of that that. theme song. Mm -hmm. Don't um, don't need the cats. How many viewers would they get Mm -hmm. if it turned out there was another episode next (laughs) week? I wonder. If they were like, just kidding. Yeah, one after, more. after what the reaction was to this episode, 
I just wonder if people would tune back in. Uh, yes, they would. I think they would. They just have something to be mad at. But at I will. The very least. I will say this: they did a whole documentary on the making of, mm-hmm. and that's next that's week coming. at the same time yeah. oh, okay. that it was on this past week. Yeah. All right, let's squeeze that lemon. Yeah. Uh, by the way, both Looks of those figures are records, not just for Game of Thrones, but for HBO's entire history. Remember yesterday we were saying, is this the biggest show they've ever done? Yeah. Well, the previous record for a single airing on HBO was held by the fourth season premiere of The Sopranos. Oh, and not that the drew, finale, huh? No, that drew 13.43 million viewers. That was back in 2002, Way before streaming, wow. way before DVRs were even a factor. So I feel like, that, that, I mean, that's a huge number for not having those secondary numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. wonder I wonder what that would be if they kind of took today's numbers into consideration. But. It's hard to imagine a time where you had to, you had to see it live right. or record it the next time HBO played it. Right. There was no such thing as on demand, no HBO mm. Go. Right. I see what you're saying. I mean, that has just opened up a... Tr- I mean, there's so many people who just use HBO Go. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's just a different way of watching television. A different completely way. different That's way. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Jensen, you need to share the uh, Game of Thrones... Uh, tweet that was it's, uncovered. It's yesterday. unbelievable. It, it really is crazy. And this wasn't, you didn't find this. A, a, no. A fan did? Yeah. Someone who follows me on Twitter I, I, out of nowhere just went, uh, winner. And it was, and he quote tweeted something from me. And I was like, oh, what is this? And I looked and it's a tweet that I obviously forgot exists. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is from April uh, 17th, 2011. Uh, wow. Okay. That's the tweet. It's from 1058 in the morning. So okay. eight, keep eight years ago. Eight years ago. And I just tweeted, can't wait to start watching HBO's Game of Thrones tonight and then eventually hate its finale. <laughs> it's so bizarre. No, it didn't. So that's, that's, that's crazy. That's on the day of the premiere of the show. So in the morning, and it was going to be on at like 10 p.m. or something. Yeah, that's crazy. I, and it's just a weird tweet. And I looked at it, it was like, all right, man. You're a fortune teller. Yeah, good for you. Jensen, uh-huh. usually when people bring up your tweets from years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, they're not good. I mean, your beehole clenches immediately. Yeah, like, what well, of course. Say? Yeah. It's got to be racist, right? Instead, I predicted the future. Instead, your future, man. Yeah. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. Excellent work. Excellent work. Thank you, guys. All right, one more Game of Thrones story um, about Sophie Turner. Remember when they did their kind of quickie Las Vegas wedding? Mm-hmm. Her and uh, one of the Jonas kids. Jonas, Her and yeah. Joe Jonas. Yeah, they decided to do their I do's in front of family and friends at the Little White Chapel right after the Billboard Music Awards. It almost didn't happen, you guys. They broke up the day before. She said it was the worst day of our lives. For a second, we both had cold feet. And 24 hours later, we were both like, eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything about their relationship because it's so different than the other brother and Priyanka Chopra that had 17 weddings and everything right. seemed planned so far in advance. It yeah. seems like these two kind of fly by the seat of their pants. I'm like, I, ah, F it. Let's do this. I kind of enjoyed them. Is he, is he the the handsome one, the ugly one, or the Mexican one? Which one is he? Well, wow. He's the girl drummer. <laughs> nope, that's Hanson. Hanson, sorry. That's <laughs> him, my bad. Which uh, one is he, Allie? Uh, I couldn't tell you. The drummer is Durfus, right? <laughs> Durfus Jonas? That's the drummer of the group. I keep, I get them messed up. Now. There are too many of them. And it's, isn't there a bonus the Jonas bonus too? Jonas is the kid who doesn't do anything, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, but as you know, my favorite Jonas is the one who married a jewelry designer. Just and because she has to live amongst the two celebrities of the other I think that's the ugly one. Well, that's Kevin Jonas. 
Okay. That, that, that makes yeah. sense. That didn't have to be the ugly one. That oh, makes sense. Well, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> got news for me? Um, yeah, Joe Jonas is the one with the um, the big eyebrows. The Mexican I, one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it is technically or Mexican. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think Nick Jonas is the best looking. But okay. I also think a lot of people might think Joe Jonas is the best looking. Well, okay. the, one who has really like, the one who has like a hot pop career, like chains and stuff. That guy, he's the good looking one. Okay. Uh, the one in Dance or DNCE? Yeah. Which one is that? Gargle. See? Gargle Jonas. Gargle. Gargle. Okay. Gargle. Okay. Right. Jonas is what I'm thinking. Are, are we thinking of Zeppo? Are we all confused I now? I think is we it? are. I, oh, now stop I, it. I don't even know which one is in the DNC. Oh, stop it. And I'm not even sure. Is Shep an actual Jonas? <laughs> that was just, Shep, for, just for being, uh, by the way. Shep replaced the Jonas that, that quit the uh, band. Yes, right, right. Why do some people tune out? Hey, look, we get this out of our system before the show starts. Yeah. Okay, we have our facts straight. We're not on the air until six. Okay. In, in that pop group, Joe Jonas, who's married okay. to Sophie Turner, okay. the one he's, with the bigger eyebrows. All right, he's a good he's a good Jonas. I yeah. think Nick is is the babe. Seriously, it's this still is the, still yeah, going still on. Yeah, you're right. This you're is right. unbelievable. You're right. You're right. How much time can we talk about who the hot Jonas brother is? And by the way, come to no conclusion. <laughs> After all that time, no one knows who we're talking no, about. No, we came to a conclusion. It's Mavis. Mavis. Mavis Jonas. Okay. All right. Whew. That was a journey. Man, it was. I got to yeah. get out before it's 6 a.m. because I don't yeah. want anyone knowing we this happened. People can't hear this, no. right? <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Judge Reinhold, right? Remember him? Current, sure. Uh, Gautier, you'll realize why I'm saying okay. uh, all these people. Uh, there's no one current. Oh. Uh, Mr. T. Oh, oh Mr. T. I love, Mr. love T. him so Pity much. The fool. We all do. And Al Franken. Hmm. I mean, that's... <sighs> That's what's happening. He had a job once. That's yeah. what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. The uh, documentary is called My Dad, the Facebook Addict. Jensen, thank you for uh, alerting me to this. Mm. Uh, Vincent Levine is his name. And look, we all know people, maybe uh, maybe you, the listener, spend too much time on social media and you know it. But I want you to feel good about yourself because you're not Vincent Levine. You're not My this guy. Has, uh, rec- Whoop, let me start it again. Sorry. My son has uh, recorded uh, and counted how many times I post. And I've been up uh, sometimes 50, 60 posts a day. Uh, what? Prime, which is very easy for me to do. I mean, really, truly, if you're on for four or five hours, it's only like 10 posts an hour. I mean, it's just like 10 posts an hour. <laughs> oh, no. Does that just have a job or anything? Uh, does, did it, I don't it think did it not said say. he had any job. I had a feeling his job is on the computer or something. Oh, but, that could be. But that, so but that Facebook. From home. Yeah, but the Facebook has become his job. It has taken over his life, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, now, how quickly would you stop following somebody who posts 50 times a day? Pretty like, quickly. Like, how does he have anybody Pretty left? Quickly. I don't right? even know what he's posting Well, about. I mean, I can't imagine that it's quality, right? He's no. just cranking yeah. them out one after another. Well, you're going to find out what his favorite thing to post right. on Facebook is. Here's one of his sons. So first, when he joined Facebook, it was fine. He did, like, the normal old person stuff. He <laughs> talked to his friends from high school. It's, like, everything you expect. And then came the memes. And it was just a constant flow of memes. Like, my whole wall 
Every my whole newsfeed just memes everywhere. Now memes posters are the worst, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's no content there. No, it's really just something else that they find funny that just clogs up your feed. But let me ask you a question: Was he making yeah. them or just repurposing oh, no. them? No, he just he collects them. Just collects yeah. them. Collects yeah. them, and he has them in his uh, in his arsenal. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of my friend's stuff anymore because I just saw my dad's memes just <laughs> all day. So. I think, all right, I'm just going to unfollow him, and then it'll be fine. So I unfollow him, not seeing any his content. He's calling me on the phone, being like, did you see the post? And I'd be like, no, Dad, I didn't see the post. I love that By the way, the answer is yes. Yeah, I saw it. It was great. <laughs> he calls him Talk to you later. Sure and he's seeing his 50 posts today. But wait, there's more. So he, he came up with a solution for this where he started directly posting the memes on my Facebook wall oh, instead. No. So now my whole Facebook was flooded with my dad's memes. It feels like I can't escape. Like, I have to actually just delete my Facebook to get away from my dad's memes. But even if I do that, he'll probably send them to me in the mail. I don't know. I mean, Ali, I know you're thinking murder button right now. You're holding back, but you're thinking murder button, right? Well, I, I'm not on Facebook. Is there no mute option where you don't see their posts or anything? There is, but, I mean, it's, it's your, your dad. dad. It's your dad. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure they've had this conversation where he said, Dad. I Enough. can't see these memes all day long. Right. It's all I'm looking <laughs> yes. at. I'm sure they've talked about it. <laughs> all right. Here's how much Vincent is into these memes, by the way. And I think this really has become his identity. This is his CrossFit, man, because he is obsessed. I'm stalked. I got weapons. It's like a nuclear arsenal. What? I have memes. Oh. So if you piss me off and I have to dig in there, and I don't want to do it. I mean, if you make me do that, oh my God. Hey, you're in a lot of trouble. I don't want to do it. I really don't. I don't want to press the button and go in there. He doesn't want to he do it, guys. He's got, wow. he's got no choice. Wow. He's got no choice. Mm-hmm. You, you come at him. What's right. he supposed to do? What he's is he supposed to do? He has to do has that. Has to do it. Has to. And get these memes. But if it comes to that, I will do it. And once I do it, they'll come. They'll come rapidly. And you'll be, like, overwhelmed. And I'll do it. And it's a lot of fun for me because I, I figure, what's the next best meme for this? And I just keep going and going. And I, I've got better ones. So I don't start off with my best. I start off with good ones. I guess okay. All right. Too. Got it. Well, I start off with the weak <laughs> ones. I get the better. And then I get to the heavy arsenal. And then I'll blow them away. So I save it. And then after that, there's silence. He, he, of course, because you killed your competitor. Right. He, he must get such an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Right? Sounds like, like it, yeah. It's the thrill of his whole day. Well... You can imagine he's abusing the platform. And of course. at some mm-hmm. point, they I, I guess what happens is Facebook and Twitter or Instagram, any of them, they go, you start posting that much, they assume you're spamming, right? So he wakes up one day and finds out that he's been banned from Facebook. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Wow. That, like, his life is over. The tailspin. He's got to get back on by any means necessary. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Here's Vincent very painfully recapping that day. When you are on Facebook... And you're posting and you're cruising along, you're doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, this plain text comes up, Uh a very narrow block across the middle of your page, telling you that you've been banned. (laughs) And it comes as a shock. I mean, so, he, sure. he he can never forget that. By the way, been there. No, no, this, <laughs> this, he's he's explaining it like they found cancer. Yeah, Absolutely. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll never forget where I was. <laughs> Listen to how solemnly he speaks of that day. You're like, you're kidding me. You know, like, it, it might be like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and you think, then what am I going to do? I mean, really. 
My afternoon was planned. I'm going to be on Facebook. I'm going to post. What are you going to do? It's no. 1 o'clock. I, I can't be on Facebook. Now what? My Kevin? afternoon is planned. That's not a plan. That <laughs> was his plan. Yeah. Oh, wow. And now all of a sudden, Facebook decides I'm inappropriate. Something I've done is inappropriate. And I get banned for three days. And I'm in Facebook jail. Facebook jail, you guys, for three no. days. Wow, how does he I live? Mean, this is a free Mumia moment for me. I mean, we got to help Vincent, right? All right, here's another of Vince's sons, and he's my favorite. So I think I'm the only one in the family that finds this whole thing amusing. And by the way, you know, he, sa- he sounds exactly like Jimmy Kibble, too, which he is does. one of the reasons I love him. And one of my favorite things to do is to go on his Facebook page and scroll through and tally up his posts each week and then call him and tell him what the tally was. So one week I tallied it up, and he posted 352 times. <laughs> no. What you to think about that's that for just a moment? Not, that's just not. It, it doesn't seem no. possible. It's not possible. In a week. That's. It's not possible. This happened. He's I called him, and I was like, hey, Dad, I just want to let you know that you posted 352 times this week. And he said he just felt really accomplished. He was, he was really proud of himself, and he even called himself the Hank Aaron of Facebook. <laughs> and in that oh, moment, on. I knew he's not going to slow down. He's not stopping. And this is just who my dad is now. Look, you can't discount the man, the old man's accomplishments. He did it, Is it an accomplishment, though? No. He's the Hank wow. Aaron of Facebook, Kevin. If he's reposting memes, is that really an accomplishment? But his son said, this is who my dad is yes, now. Yes. No. Well, I, 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 it's a surprise ending. But oh. during that three days, Vincent Levine reevaluated his life. No possible way. And realized that before Facebook came along, he used to have a lot of other interests. He used to like to spend time outside. Mm-hmm. He used to like to ride his, ride his motorcycle. He used to like to fish. He used to like to do a lot of things that he doesn't do anymore because he's in front of that computer. You're not going to believe that he deleted <gasps> his Facebook account that i don't believe that well here it is in the end there are a lot of people making posts with strong opinions on facebook memes are a lot like bumper stickers on the surface they look like a lot of fun (laughs) but they're daggers that seek out targets they're daggers my excessive use of memes was a symptom of that people choose sides And and facebook is one big argument Filled with noise. Really? Noise that drowns itself out until you no longer hear anything. Right? Right. It's a lot like multiplying by zero. The result is nothing. At that point, you know it's time to leave and get back to living. Why are we listening to the Gladiator soundtrack behind him? And the movie ends with Vincent Levine starting a Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kevin and This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Remember yesterday when Allie ate up all of our time when we were talking about our favorite rock and roll movies? <laughs> and, well, then, I mean, and then looked at us like it was so shocking. Her. Well, the time's up. The idea yeah, was, was weird. <laughs> the idea was that Allie would name her top mm-hmm. five and then Jensen and then Bean and then I would. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we got plan. through Allie's. That's right. That's so then right. we realized, oh, well, that was unrealistic. So now we're going to do one a day and today is Bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll, uh, I'll, try not to, uh, I'll try not to go too long on this as well. It's a tough category, you guys. Of course. There have been so many movies made about real and fictional rock bands and singers and songwriters. And I mean, look, A a Star is Born, perfect example. I bet there are a lot of people, Jensen, I'm sure A Star is Born, the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper's in your top five as much as you love that movie, right? How about we let it play out, Bean? Okay. (laughs) Uh, We haven't gotten to Jensen's yet. All right. Number five in my list is an all-time classic, Chip. I saw you posted yours online yesterday, and you also included The Blues Brothers, which is not only one of the great comedies of all time, with Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and John Candy, and Paul Rubens, and uh, Carrie Fisher, and one of the great movie cameos ever from Steven Spielberg, by the way. But it's one of the great music movies of all time with performances from Ray Charles and John Lee Hooker and James Brown, and this classic scene with Aretha Franklin. Don't you blaspheme in here! Don't you blaspheme in here! Now, this is my man, it's my restaurant, and you two are going to just walk right out that door without your dry white toast, without your full fried chickens, and without Mad Guitar Murphy. Now, you listen to me. I love you, but I'm the man and you are the woman. And I'm the decision <laughs> concerning my life. You better think about what you're saying. You better think about the consequences of your actions. Oh, shut up, woman. You better think. I know. <laughs> you sure could see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there she goes, singing along at that title. I mean, the music is amazing in this movie. You have to see the Blues Brothers if you haven't seen it. It started out as a skit on Saturday Night Live, turned into an empire with live concerts and albums and the whole deal. Uh, Number four, I won't play a clip from, but it is a classic movie from a a director and writer named George Lucas. Are you guys familiar with him? No. Mm -mm. I'll look it up. This is a movie he made right before Star Wars. And, in fact, Harrison Ford was one of the stars in his movie. And he was obsessed with, as many young people were back in the 1960s, obsessed with cruising. And he made an entire movie about teenagers cruising around one night in Modesto, California. And it's another great cast with Ron Howard and with Richard Dreyfuss and Cindy Williams, who went on to become Shirley from Liberty and Shirley. And it basically, uh, it's a rock and roll movie because there's almost not a minute in the movie where there is not music playing with them listening to things on the radio and whatnot and it's just a classic and you have to check out American Graffiti if you haven't seen it and I feel very, like it's, it's I don't know if just it's a music, music playing in a movie uh, that's not a rock movie it, it is it a has, rock movie it just yeah. has a soundtrack yeah but it was the first time they ever did it the first time they ever had an all rock what is it about soundtrack. the music well my favorite rock I'm happy you brought this up is Space Jam because uh, there's a song <laughs> played throughout the entire movie it uh, is it is about the music because of how much it means to these kids who are cruising mm. night after night after mm. night yeah, no trust me it's a music movie denied 
Uh, number three, Allie, you mentioned it was your number one yesterday, was Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything new we probably have to say about Almost Famous. It's just, I mean, Cameron Crowe is a guy who's made a lot of great movies. I think this is his best. It's unfair that we can't listen to our music. It's because it is about drugs and promiscuous sex. Simon and Garfunkel is poetry. Yes, it's poetry. It is the poetry of drugs and promiscuous sex. <laughs> Honey, they're on pot. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> are on pot, you guys. <laughs> God, there's so many great scenes in that movie, and and uh, and I love the I love the band. I fell in love with Stillwater in Absolutely. that movie. Did you? Yes. Even though the drummer was gay, as he admits in the film in a very hilarious sequence. Uh, number two on my list of the all-time classics is Spinal Tap, which I can't imagine sure. isn't on everybody's list. Sure. Can I play a classic Spinal Tap scene just Please. because it's going to be better than anything we could come up with on this show <laughs> on our own? And a, and a, a reminder: the entire movie is ad lib too. They didn't have a script, okay? Right. They just, I mean, they they worked it up. They got to the point where they ad-libbed great scenes like this. This is a top to, uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board, oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then... Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most most blokes you know be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere. Exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? I'll put it up to eleven. Eleven. Exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top <laughs> number and make that a little louder? These go to eleven. <laughs> I love that long pause. I couldn't. I couldn't cut it down. Yeah, no. It was. It was too great. There isn't a body of work better than Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, yeah, Spinal Tap. Thing, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like there is a run of movies from them, from Christopher Guest and that gang that absolutely are kind of unparalleled. Yeah, and that's him with Rob Ryder, who's playing the documentary uh, documentarian about the band. All right, favorite uh, rock and roll movies of all time. Kevin, you're going to hate the idea of this, but I'm telling you, if you spent 86 minutes watching this movie, you would change your mind about this band. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. Do you know, do you know what it's about? I mean, I assume it's about the Beatles. It's about Beatlemania. Uh-huh. Right. It's, a, it's about the it's about the explosion of popularity and their te- their well, I guess I can't call them teen idols because in their, they're in their very early twenties at the time of this movie. But it is so funny and the music is so great at it, and you will fall in love with them. By the way, it's on a lot of lists as one of the hot, uh, the top one hundred best movies of all time. Not just movie music movies, but movies of all time. You absolutely have to see it, and you'll fall in love with especially their British sense of humor, like this scene where they're at a press conference with old people trying to understand these silly men with their silly songs and their silly haircuts. Tell me, uh, how did you find America? So I left to Greenland. Are you a mod or a rocker? Um, no, I'm a mocker. Do you think these haircuts have come to stay? Well, this one has, you know. Stuck on good and proper now. <laughs> uh, what would you call that uh, hairstyle you're wearing? Arthur. John, Paul, George, and Ringo, The Beatles, A Hard Day's Night, my favorite movie about music. Allie, anything to add? Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep during that clip. (laughs) It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen. Yeah. 
spent the weekend in uh, America's uh, most penis-shaped state last weekend. I did. Uh, I went to Orlando with uh, with Danielle to she had uh, her last little comic convention before okay. we we have the baby, and. Uh, Number one, those things are crazy. And also, shout out to people in Orlando who came up to me to tell me they listen to Kevin and Bean. Wow. Really? Yeah, four or five people, man, just walking Hmm. around. Uh, But I decided, I usually just sort of sit in these sad convention centers in the back room, and it's like this huge (laughs) green room, and it's awful, and I wait it out while people take photos with my wife. But Uh, you you count the money in your head, though, while you're sitting there. I mean, clearly. I also just have a little tally that counts how many people walk up. I don't do that. Uh, Okay, so here's the thing. This time in Orlando, I decided I would leave the hotel or the convention center and go do something on my own, which I have never done before. Okay. And I've never been to Disney World or any of the related parks before. So I decided to Google what theme park, what Disney World theme park is best for adults. Okay. I'm telling you, 100% of the answers were Epcot Center. Epcot Center is horrible. It's so boring. It's so dull. Well, I, I wish I would have asked you. What goes on at Epcot Center? 100% I don't, I've never of been people. Either. Okay, Epcot Center. Yeah, 100%. There was no one else who said Crazy. any other part. Uh, Epcot Center is filled with an international setup where every couple, maybe 50 feet, is another country. And then you, oh. you go into those sections and, like, for example, there's a full Mexican setup with food and, and maybe, like, a, a small ride and, and uh, merchandise that's related around that country. So Japan, China, etc. So you can see the whole world yes. in a couple of hours. And okay. each has alcohol, which is a huge plus for Disneyland because we know that, you know, Disney World or Disneyland sure. doesn't have a bunch of alcohol. So, but you needed it at Epcot Center to get through it. Well, that might be part of it because the rides <laughs> aren't very good. But that's not even my focus. I paid 130 something dollars for the ticket, which is bonkers. Sucker! But the biggest problem of this whole thing is that I realized how sad theme parks by yourself are. Mm. Okay. Oh, no. I. You don't think Epcot Center played into it, though, as a sad park? But I'm just telling you, I walked around for maybe four to five hours. I didn't speak to anyone. I went an entire day at a theme park without (laughs) saying a word to a human being. Not like, thank you. Not even for someone holding the door open for me. Nothing. You didn't say, hey, did you see Mexico? That's pretty cool. They got some good food. (laughs) Not a word. (laughs) Nothing. Even ordering food, I felt like I pointed to the menu. (laughs) But I may have said something. So I I walk around and I just, I see lines for rides. And I go, okay, I can maybe do 40 minutes here. And I get in line for 10 minutes and then pure silence and be like, I can't do this. Every time I get sadder and sadder about my life, (laughs) waiting in line for Disney rides. And then I'm eating, eating alone, eating alone at a theme park, and then kids walking by looking at me eating a snow cone. Right. Just eating alone. You get a lot of judgment from the snow cone eating. They deserve, I deserve it. It was one of the saddest experiences of my life. And then walking around, some guy taps me, big fan, Jensen. And I go, oh, I, my uh, my friends are in the bathroom. I made up an excuse oh, no. as to why I wasn't alone. Oh. It was, my friends are in the He sees you an hour later. Still in the bathroom. So, I don't know what's happening. One of them. Problems. Big poops. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, but I literally, I could not have felt more desperate. I don't understand this at all, by the way. Why? Because I, I do lots of things alone, I guess. Yeah, have but you, have I, you done yeah. a theme park, which, was, is, which is celebrating almost group. Like, you have to go with a person. Like, you can't go alone. I don't alone. know why you would have to go with a person. I don't get it. I'm going to say, I think that the lameness of Epcot um, paid uh, played into this. Well, well, like, I, it wasn't great anyway, and now you're by yourself. why do you think it would have been different had he been at Disney World well, just going on? It's Disney World's world. better. And I felt it no, immediately. The, I the felt theme it immediately. park might be better, but why would it have been better for him to be there alone? Why would it not have been as, as soul-crushing for him to be there alone? It's more entertaining, Epcot? that's why. I, well, 
Except I, except right when I walked in, I felt it, and I didn't know it was kind of a crap park at that point. Oh. And then I went on one ride that was like a, very odd. If you're an Epcot guy, it's like this Chevrolet car ride, and it's basically an ad for Chevy. <laughs> but the way it's set up is that each section of the car has three people in it, so I just sat next to a married couple, <laughs> and we went on the ride together. And I, I like when I, and I, I like to picture sad little Jensen just walking with his head down. It was down. so depressing, and, and there was like a, I think there was a rain cloud above me the whole day. And, and as I'm going around in this car. Like the it's fast, mm-hmm. so like the the married couple next to me are like whoa arms up or whatever, and I'm arms folded, pure silence. <laughs> oh, like, I, I don't want to be involved in their like day. Just, just glaring at them for having fun. Yeah, I'm like I don't know who I can share it with. <laughs> this and, is just pathetic. It was and also <laughs> I, I looked at getting a souvenir, and I genuinely said to myself, I don't want to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I was like, I don't want to remember this sadness. So what I'm saying is, is it, am I alone in thinking theme park sad when you're just by yourself? I don't know. I've done a lot of stuff by myself, but I haven't done a theme park mm-hmm. by myself. So I, I don't know how to answer that one. Usually, I only go to theme parks if there's family in town that want to mm-hmm. go, so you don't go by yourself. But Can I give you an yeah. analogy I thought of? Sure. What about a haunted house by yourself? Haunted house by yourself, and you're like, oh, I <laughs> got me. Like, but no one's there to hear you. I mean, there is a certain shared. Yeah, I that's agree. what I think about agree. an amusement park. I think that it's a shared experience where you have to be like, wasn't that ride fun? Instead of getting off and just being like, I'm gonna check Twitter. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do. Now you're um, fine going to a movie by yourself. Oh, love movies. There by are myself. a lot of other things that you do by yourself. Just the theme park thing. This one hurt. Yeah. Does uh, doesn't Dave go to Disneyland all the time by himself? Yeah. Yeah, but that says something about going to Disneyland no, by yourself. I don't. Okay, he, he oh, doesn't. Please, I feel like he's changed. Yeah, he's changed but the story. It, also, it's just scary. It's, it's like what's I, scary? Not having like a sounding board or something. You're just like that ride was fun. That ride wasn't fun. Oh, that pretzel's good. Like I just I I was saying it to myself. I, I had I, honestly, I put in my ear pad, like one of my earbuds, and pretended I was on the Bluetooth. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Oh I my did. god! I yeah. was I like had to talk I, to someone while his friends were in the bathroom. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. I'm a little bit nervous about this because I feel like a lot of us have had it up to here with politics, mm-hmm. right? And, and you don't come and, to you don't come to Kevin and Bean for politics, you know? No, correct. And, and now there's another election going on, Kevin. I mean, it's for the Zero Club president. Hmm. Because I did run out of gas. You did run out of gas. And by the way, here's the answer. We went to the elections committee about your question oh. last hour about didn't the scientific survey uh, settle this? Why are we even having this election? Here's the answer from the committee. The question for the Zero Club scientific survey was, should you continue to be the president of the Zero Club after running out of gas? They determined that you were. Now, though, mm-hmm. your presidency is being challenged. Oh, I see. This is new Fight information. <laughs> yes, because there you didn't have you didn't have a Homer coming after you. That's right. When you did that scientific survey, I now Homer's decided he's going to take it. It's yeah. his. I'm sick of this BS, man. These right? are the issues that matter, folks. We well, can't I, have this poser in office. Just, Omar, Omar, you came in last week and you said you just can't let a willy-nilly a guy be president of the Zero Club if he doesn't know how Zero Club works. He's absolutely. clearly unqualified to lead. And I, I think so far you have my vote, sir. Thank just, you, thank just, you. Just to recap, this all started uh, 45 years ago when I uh, when I, <laughs> I pulled into a gas station and it was on zero and I just tweeted uh, new personal record and just thought I would be made fun of and then we would move on. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it became the Zero Club then everybody else started doing it. And by the way, there's a lot of people who 
live that way like I do, which is a terrible way to live. And, and yeah. That's my life. It's terrible. It's definitely, it happens to me once a month, Same. for sure, if not more. Same. And my daughter's in the car, and you think, like, it's it's all weird that I do it with my daughter in my car. But I've it's never not. done it with my daughter in my car. You know why I like my daughter. But you know what? I, don't want I her know to what die. I'm doing, and this is my problem you with the president. You know what you're doing. What, you should know what you were doing. You need to have a zero club system in place. You know when you're hitting zero, you know how much gas you have, really. I mean, I was pretty, I, I knew pretty you were. much. You were. I knew you that are, I had but 10 you know miles. What? You are done, sir. Is wow. my point. Wow. This the, is a hot debate. Yeah. And I realize this the is you're gonna come days, at me so hard. The Kevin <laughs> the Kevin Ryder days are over, my friend. Okay. Yes. Look, every professional athlete has that morning where they wake up and they go, you know what? I just I can't do it anymore. I'm just I'm, I'm too still old. doing it, right. man. This is the same and then you've still got somebody it. just nipping at your heels, wanting yep. to take over. That is That's Homer. Right. The Beto of the Zero Club. <laughs> That's right. So we put yep. up a poll, right, guys? It works. Uh, we did, yeah. We put up a poll uh, at uh, kevinandme.com. Okay. So and people can vote. Yeah. For so who the president is. We yeah. have a, uh, our uh, campaign ad. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So uh, I produced one. So this is new. Now right. this is a new campaign ad from Omar and mm -hmm. from myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Omar, you want to go first? Yes. Okay. Yes. Today I won. I'm the winner. I won. <laughs> That's it. I did well. Who did well? I did. Did you, Kevin Ryder? Did you really win when you ran out of gas? <laughs> Hello, Kevin Bean listeners. I am DJ Omar Khan, a.k.a. Homar. And I am announcing my candidacy for president of the Zero Club. Zero Club! The current president of the Zero Club has lost sight of what it is to be in the Zero Club. And furthermore, he has lambasted the Zero Club members when they have run out of gas. She's That's dumb. What an idiot. That's stupid. You dumbass. Just a bunch of idiots. F you. <laughs> is that who you really want for president? <laughs> but yeah, no. The Zero Club is about living on the edge, <laughs> taking it to zero, but not running out of gas. Mr. Kevin Ryder has run out of gas. And folks, I'm here to tell you that me, Omar, I have plenty of gas. Not only do I not run out of gas, but I am constantly on zero miles to empty with my daughter in the car. Now, if that's not commitment to the Zero Club, I don't know what is. So stop being in Kevin Ryder's cult because he makes you do things like this. I will never ask you to give some love to Maroon 5. What a dick. So, Kevin and Bean listeners, I implore you to vote Homar. And let's make the Zero Club great again. And I also have a great hookup for cocaine if you need it. Oh. See, now that doesn't seem cool. Wow. Like a weird ending. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, fact-checking here, Kevin. Have you not, in fact, mercilessly... Huh? <laughs> mercilessly. Is it mercilessly? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's it. That's the correct term. <laughs> that's not even close. We can barely tell what you're trying to say. Jeez. Haven't you frequently mocked Zero Club listeners who have run out of gas? I have. Yeah, many you times. really yes. have done that, and and really like over the top, Mark. And you kicked yeah. them out of the oh, zero. Of course, program. I'm like, oh, yeah. get out of here, <laughs> beat it, kid. Yeah. I think this election's over. I'm Definitely. sorry, I haven't, Wait, I, haven't hey, hey. My, I haven't played my campaign commercial yet. All right, so if you if you claim you can come back from that devastating Homer blow, good luck. Here you go. F you, Omar. I'm Kevin Ryder, and I approve this message. There you go. <laughs> wow. Right? That's a, wow. That's a short and sweet. <laughs> Pretty okay. crazy one. Just to right? the point. Well, right? I guess you're going to let the voters speak for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think, in my opinion, 
It's the new guy. By the way, here. Omar's ahead. Just for the record, oh. Omar, I think, was ahead 52% to 48%. Or something oh, like and that. you can wow. vote right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm is like... this only at uh, krock.com or is this on the Kevin Bean Instagram and the Twitter and all uh, that? I think only we'll... at krock.com. Just yeah. at .com. Yeah. But okay, you gotcha. can find the link and all that stuff on all our socials. Uh, as okay. the new guy around here, I, 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 I'm taking this pretty serious. And okay. I, and I think that, you know. Are you we're... backing me or Omar? I, neither. Uh, and here's why. I think that... You're not running, too. No, okay. no, not me. I'm a campaign manager. What? And I would like to put a new candidate up. Uh, Ruben, if, if Ruben, if you can if you can step to the microphone. Ruben can't drive? Good morning, party people. Uh, <laughs> You're absolutely right. I don't drive. He's like 10 miles... He's like 10 years past being able to well, drive. Let's hear his uh, campaign <laughs> okay. commercial. Kevin Ryder and Homar are not your only choices. There's also me, the third party candidate, the Ross Perot of the Zero Club, old man Ruben. If you're asking yourself, why vote Ruben? Well, let me give you this reason. I don't use gas. I still ride a horse-drawn carriage. It's what I was raised with, so I'm sticking with it. Also, who better to make decisions about fossil fuels than an actual human fossil? If I was able to start a fire in a cave with just two sticks for my family of Cro-Magnums, then trust me, I can help you ride on empty. Kevin failed. Homar puts his daughters in danger. And I was close personal friends with Thomas Midgley, the man considered to have invented unleaded gasoline. We were born in the same hospital in 1889. So remember, there's an alternative choice when it comes to the Zero Club, and that's Old Man Ruben. You can't spell gasoline without old. Sorry, those are my dentures. My name is Ruben, and I endorse this message. Ruben! Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jensen, you're the one that failed this uh, this particular topic. Unfortunately, okay. Uh, run run it by us and uh, and all of our responses. So I found a uh, kind of like an advice column, mm-hmm. like a love kind of thing. Like, should I, you know, should I date this person? What should I do to find, you know, my future love? Those kind of questions. Right. But I found this one, uh, and it's so gross. It actually made me gag reading it. It, it. it says, "My girlfriend of four months, Lucy," in quotes. And thank God he changed her name. Right. Because I, I would be nervous that anyone would know who it is. My girlfriend of four months, Lucy, has a really gross habit of coughing mucus up into her mouth so she can spit it out. Uh, please stop for a moment. Yeah. Just thinking about that. Okay. <laughs> so, <Okay. she's>, coughs, <laughs> so in other words, rather than spit or swallow, and we're talking about mucus here, she kind of saves it up in her mouth? Like no, I think that she, up. here's what I think she does. I think coughing is a verb he's using, but I think that she's sucking up the mucus, mm-hmm. getting it into her mouth and spitting it. Rather than doing kind of the blow your nose thing, I think that she's regurgitating it oh. and then spitting it out, which people can do. Right. But, that, but people shouldn't do. Shouldn't do. And also, <laughs> it's not like a hot thing. So no, I think that's no. kind of something you do in privacy. But you would think that's the, the you know the coup de gras. You would think that's the thing he's right. writing in about. Should I break up with her because of that specific yeah. spitting out mucus rather than delicately disposing? That's of only that's, part of the story. That's technically not what he's writing in about because right. mm-hmm. the next sentence really ups the game. She sometimes removes the mucus with her fingers and spreads it on a nearby surface if we're outside. 
Oh, no. So, again, there is mucus in her mouth, and rather than spitting it out, she mm. takes her fingers, puts them into her mouth, allows the mucus to attach to her fingers, then rubs it on a nearby surface. That's, uh... Mm-mm. That's Hot. No, it's oh, not so hot. It's That's definitely not hot. Gross. He says this happens when we're alone or in f- or in front of others. What? I've talked to in her about front it. Of a, like on a double date what? or yeah. a family meal? Yeah, just hanging out, Christmas. What uh, do you suppose the reason is that you would spread the mucus out in public? Well, though, he's, on asked, a surface? he's asked her. He says she knows it grosses me out, but she says it's just a bad habit. There's no medical reason for it, according to her. I really like her, and I can see us getting serious, but the habit is grossing me out. Am I crazy to be asking her to change it if it's a lifelong habit? Uh, no, you're, you shouldn't ask her to change it. You should move on and find somebody else. Uh, yeah, there's no talking to this person. Right? This person's disgusting. She's two years old. That's what a two-year-old does. Can you imagine, though, dating or being married to someone, and every time they do this thing, it makes you nauseous? No. But how hot is she, though? No, let's it doesn't lose, matter. No, let's not lose sight mm, of how matter. hot Lucy is. Doesn't matter. All right, he says there's no medical reason for it, so we don't think this is a mental thing either, right? That well, would follow... That well, would fall under I don't, No, I mean, I think it could be. I mean, the same way that some people pull out eyelashes and stuff and they can't mm-hmm. control that. Mm-hmm. Or bite their fingernails all the way down to the, to yeah. the nib. Yeah, right. and I'm saying, like, they don't know they're doing it and maybe that's part of it. I just don't get the, I don't get the spreading it out. I mean, is it that she likes to look at it or is she's impressed she with it? She likes her work? Yeah. Do you know that's the, what I, can I tell you the best part about the letter to the advice column? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how you have to come up with an alias? Mm-hmm. His was not a problem until it is. Oh, dear. <laughs> so what I'm saying is he deserves a better person with that kind of humor. All right. So it sounds to me, if I'm reading the room correctly, that you guys are just down on Lucy here, right? Like, you're no pass here. No, she's great in every other way. No, we're soulmates. If she does this one thing, or as he puts it in the, in the headline, one disgusting habit, that's a deal breaker for y'all. Um, a hundred percent. Yes, this isn't healthy. This isn't healthy. This is. Um, it's a, it's a bigger, serious problem. I think. Allie, do you still love Conan if he does this? I I would like to know why he's doing it. There's got to be a deeper reason. Mm-hmm. It's just there has to be. But isn't that one of those things where you want to work that hard on getting to the root of the reason and then try to get them to? I mean, come on. If only we knew somebody that did this as well. If only Jessica was weighing in as a fellow mucus spreader. Jessica, it's a fake name, right? We we can maybe get the answer here. Uh, Jessica, none of us have ever heard of this before, and now it sounds like there are two of you in the world, unless (laughs) unless you're Lucy. Unless I am. I don't... God, I hope not. Um, I do have a boyfriend. No, my... I do it, like, ever since I got um, my tonsils out. Yeah. Like, mucus, mucus seems to, like, collect in the back of my throat. And I don't do it intentionally, but, like, if I'm dehydrated or something, I just, like, I have to cough it up. And I try and be super discreet about it, but I know if I'm around people I'm comfortable with, I'm not as discreet. So that's probably why it happens. But I don't mean to. I try and, like, I try and be... um you know, hygienic about it, but, but it doesn't always happen, so I guess. Jessica, you're coughing it up into like a tissue or into the sink. You're not putting it on your hands and then m- moving it around, are you? Ew. No, no, definitely. Oh, not. don't act oh, like that's so gross. Ew. 
I honestly can't react. I'm so nauseous. I'm, I'm having trouble reacting. Even, and I, understand, I understand that Jessica is the less, the, the first problem, not the second. But I still think if you were dating someone or married, it's just like, it's just like, it would seem crazy. But what's she supposed to do with that mucus? Also, this seems like it's a physical problem. Yeah, this is a problem. Right, a Jessica, yeah. that, that you had your tonsils out and now it's a physical problem that you have to take care of. But luckily, Jessica's probably good looking because yeah. you imagine someone who's ugly and all the time. Like, then they yeah, have no thank boyfriend. God you're hot, Jessica. Yeah. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. So we do know that this happens and at least Jessica is not like building stuff with it. You right. Know? Like putting it on the table and making an American flag out of it or whatever. All right, Jessica. Great example. Be- that is a great example. Yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> Before we... Uh, open up the phone lines for other disgusting things that people you have dated or have been married to or are currently. That's what we want to talk about here is disgusting things that your partner does or did. 1-800-520-1067. We don't need a lot of detailed explanation either. We We understand gross. Mm -hmm. What gross thing do your partner uh, does your partner do? 1-800-520-1067. But we have to ask Jensen because everybody's on the edge of their seat right now. What was the advice back to the writer. It's not a problem until it is. Very serious, you know, around the lines of what we've been saying. I promise you that asking your partner not to smear her phlegm on various surfaces in public is not too controlling. (laughs) If she's coughing up phlegm regularly, it may be worth confirming with a doctor that there's not something more serious underlying the habit. Or move on. And then the other one is crazy. I'm shuddering as I write this. If she knows this grosses you out, and I promise you it grosses out everyone who sees her do it, and her only response is, well, it's a bad habit of mine, then I think now is a good time to stop thinking about getting serious with her. Agreed. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So dump of, your girlfriend. Of, She's full of mucus, you weirdo. A lot of Lucy against <laughs> us here, man. Yeah. All right. 1-800-520-1067. Does not have to be mucus related. What's the disgusting thing that your partner does or did? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Oh, we we lost all our callers. What a shame. No, no we I'm so looking forward to hearing these calls. Call line four. Let's say hi to Henry. He's in your Belinda for folks who are just joining us. We're talking about the grossest yep. thing that your partner did or does. Henry, you're up. What's up? <laughs> Good morning, party people. So uh, let me clarify. She's actually not my wife. She's my girlfriend. I've just been with her for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She... Uh, Picks her nose and eats her boogers. No. Um, yeah. No. Right right there in front of you? Yeah. No, she so sits in a closet. Like, well, well, hold on. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people who do that on their own. It are there? Diff- I think so. I feel like there are. Well, yeah, I'm not over there picking her nose and putting it in her mouth, that's for sure. Oh, well, that no, would, I don't that think would be so, romantic uh, as hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why don't you love your girlfriend? I mean, it sounds like you should uh, be there Have you her. talked to her about it? Have you said that's gross? Yeah, I've, I've caught her. She'll be digging, and I'll catch her and out of the corner of my eye, and she'll, she'll slide her right in. And I'm like, hey, no, like, come on now, really? Oh, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing it. I didn't do it. I was oh. just scratching my nose. She's booger picking, gaslighting you. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that she was digging. Um, I like right. that his response too is, "Hey, now." <laughs> yeah. And you're still, that solve it. And you're still with her. How unbelievably hot is this girl? If you, no, I'm not going to go there. But yeah. Okay, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Okay, I mean, you know where that mouth has been at this point, right? All right, all right. Thank you for the call. Thanks for the call. I hope she's listening right now. I'd like to say this is Kevin, and Mm -hmm. not a fan of this topic. Okay, didn't want to do it. Voiced my concern. 
Well, was blown let, me off. Just, let me just change your mind when I tell you that Katie from the 818 writes in, I always knew that the Kevin Bean Show would make me vomit someday. Right? Today is that day. Mm. He's in Silver Lake. Uh, we're going to get right to Mina in a second. First, the 424, my gross habit that my girlfriend hates is that I peel my skin from my hands. I usually do it on long drives when mm. I get bored. Uh, five six two. My husband likes to scratch his balls, which is a normal guy thing, I guess. But then he sniffs his no. hand. Oh, sir! Good morning. Every time. Good morning. <laughs> Fabulous. Outstanding. Wonderful. Right. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Right. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Look, as the great Dr. Drew once said, we're all just people, right? All right, let's get into Mina. She's calling us from Corona. We've been looking forward to this. Have thank we? You for, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding. Good morning. How are you, Mina? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? We are good. Gross things that your significant other did or does. What you got for us? Okay, so um, we're not together anymore. It's my ex, but um, he used to like to take pictures of his poop and send it to me as text. <laughs> No matter if it was remarkable or anything, you just got poops. Did he find it funny? Yeah, he thought it was okay. hilarious. Did he? Was he annoying you on purpose to get a reaction I out of you? I really don't know because it was like even when I was home and he would be in the bathroom, he'd leave the door open and then he would like call me from the other room and what? be like, come look oh, at this, come what? look. Oh, and like he would be describing it to me and I'm just like, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Why did he? Why? What's wrong with people that run out of a restroom and say, "Come look, come look"? <laughs> you never. You let me just ask the room. Oh my god, I feel a defense oh, coming. I do too. No, come no, on, Allie. You're, you're a delicate little flower. Don't say this. Yes, Allie. You've truly never done one that whether it curls in a way you've never oh. seen before. It's something that you're like. I gotta, I gotta take a picture of that. No, if someone Sally, needs no. to see that. If I pooped really? an actual twist pretzel, I wouldn't take a picture <laughs> yes, of it. Yes, you no, would. No, I wouldn't. It's I'm disgusting. I'm calling BS. You guys are putting up this facade that you are not sick people. We are oh, all no. sick. We're sick people, but just not in that way. You've taken a picture of your poop. I, I have. I never have. I yes, never have. I would have. I would tell it. you. I never have. I, I, I would I tell you too. I thought about it, but I don't want it on my phone. How long did this go on, Mina? Um, this went on for like a couple of months. Couple months. And did you ask him to stop? Oh yeah, I asked him to stop several times, but he kept, like he thought it was hilarious. I would be at work, and sometimes I would be just even afraid to open the text <laughs> on my break because I didn't want to just see like a big pile of poop. Was of anything course. remarkable? Did or was it just normal poops? Mean or was he like a real talent? Is he an artist? Like, one time he was just like, oh, you should see this. I filled up the whole toilet. Oh, no. No. That's too far. Oh, my God. But. I built a mountain. He's doing, like, letters and stuff, exclamation points. That's excellent. for him. So, Allie, it sounds like you're impressed by quantity. You don't need quality. You want quality, not quantity. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah, make it art. Mina, was this the reason you broke up with him, or was it unrelated to his pooping? It was unrelated. <laughs> so you would still be with him if it weren't for the other thing. You would have still been getting those texts at work. I hope not, but probably. <laughs> you would, yeah. You would. You, you know are you awesome. would. You are awesome yeah, Mina, to you call. Rule. You rule. Thank you very much, Mina. You absolutely rule. Uh, Allie, and I'm, I'm telling you, in a million years, mm-hmm. I swear to God, I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. I would never, no. ever, ever, ever even think about taking a picture of my poop. Ever. 
Yeah, not I think, once. I think you're lying. She's not lying. Yeah. I won't lie. I have thought about it many times, but mm-hmm. I have never done it because I just don't want it on my phone. It disgusts me. Even my Kevin, own have poop. you ever thought about it? No, I know everyone's going to look at me like I'm lying, but no, I never have. I never have. Allie, mm-hmm. have you ever done it? Taking a picture of my poo? Yeah. Absolutely. For who? Uh, I sent it at the time to my boyfriend because <laughs> uh, I was like, look oh at my this. God. Oh, you did it. Absolutely. And you wonder why you're single. The call is coming from inside the house. I'm single because I haven't been able to replicate the beauty that was that (laughs) S ever. It was amazing. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Goober at Kevin and Bean on Twitter just wrote, Allie McKay just stole my heart. Thank you, Goober. Thank you. We getting have- uh, getting a lot of tweets from women that are like, uh, my husband and I always do this, especially oh, impressive ones. My God. Thank you, Cass Duzel. I hear you. We just found out, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, Allie has uh, fla- flaunted her, her poops that she's proud of. By mm-hmm. photo, yeah. To, to, to friends and family members. We found out that Dave and Beer Mug are sending each other poop photos all the time. I looked over and uh, finger on the button girl. Mm-hmm. Guess what she did? She said, this is funny, and gave me a thumbs up. She's oh into God. it, too. Oh, Casey, my God. We we are sisterhoods of the traveling poop. I was just I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was weird. <laughs> I cannot work with mm-hmm. any of you anymore. Right. I'm announcing that I am leaving the show because I just, <laughs> I can't, I, no. Okay. No. It's I'd too rather, That's my point. I'd, I'd rather you spread phlegm all over the, the table. Yeah, honestly, honestly no, that, that woman is starting to sound like a catch. Yes, exactly. Well, the more that you put up a fight about this, the more I'm hoping to do a good one and send it to you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good luck Blocked. with that. Uh-huh. Blocked and reported. <laughs> All right, here's the bad lady now with another look at uh, what's happening on a Tuesday morning. Well, Kevin saw John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yep. Said it was great. Yep. It was number one at the box office this weekend, knocking off Avengers Endgame from the top after a three-week run. And now... John Wick 4 has been confirmed. Not only that, we have a release date already. All right. May 21st of 2021. All right. And here is the reason that I say, please, do as many John Wick movies as you possibly can. Because anytime that Keanu is in the news, people share their Keanu stories, and they are Amazing! From videos all over Twitter to him just getting up off a seat in a subway, offering a woman his seat, just just Keanuisms that have happened. Everybody seems to have a Keanu story. And one of my favorites is a guy named James Dater that talks about how he worked at a movie theater in Sydney in 2001. 16-year-old kid working at the box office. Slow, boring day. This guy comes up, wants to buy a ticket for From Hell, the Johnny Depp movie. He doesn't realize at first he's just this dude, a leather jacket, horse riding helmet, just looked like a weird equestrian helmet. He's like, what is going on? Realizes, oh my God, it's Keanu Reeves. To which he said... Hey, I'd like to give you my employee discount, which meant that he'd need to sign his sheet, therefore leave uh-huh. his autograph. Sure. So Keanu says, well, I don't work here. Like not getting that, no, I just want to do something nice type of thing. So he says, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll 
pay for it. So he pays, and the kid's just like, oh, man, I'm an idiot, whatever. <laughs> Two minutes later, knock on the door behind him that leads to the box office um, door. Choked him out? No. Okay. And he goes, oh, God, it's my boss. He found out, like, I'm screwed. It's Keanu. He said, I realize you probably wanted my autograph, so I signed this. He hands him a receipt from the concession stand that he signed on the back. Then he walks away, casually throws an ice cream cone in the trash, and goes to see his movie. And it's at that point that he realized, oh my God, that guy just bought an ice cream cone for the receipt to sign it. And then threw away the ice cream cone. What a never... horrible human being throwing away okay. an ice cream right. cone. See, for God's sake. Not the missing the point. No. Yeah, what the hell? I realized later he bought an ice cream cone he didn't want just to get a receipt paper so he could be scribble arrested. his autograph for a 16-year-old idiot. And I just think that's lovely. Those stories are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, he's becoming the Bill Murray of our generation now. Yep. The nicest guy to ever live, <laughs> apparently, Keanu Reeves. Isn't there a story going around, too, where he bought a school in their playground? Did you hear this? Yes. He So basically, some people were trying to take over this land that a school, in, like an elementary school was on with a playground, and he heard that they needed money, and so he just bought the school for them and donated it to them and didn't promote it, obviously, but also has no kids that have ever went to the school. Huh. He didn't go to the school, nothing. Huh. Keanu Reeves, guys. Yeah. He's wonderful. He's the best. Yeah. He's the best. And he runs a motorcycle shop. You know, he's got his own brand of motorcycles. That's his real passion. I feel like he acts when he wants to. You know what I mean? Well, I'll see for time on Tell you that. I love this whole series. <laughs> uh, dumb question from somebody who's never seen any of the John Wick movies. Did he get a new dog after the first one? Yeah. Yes. And that, that dog's cool? Everything's good with that dog? <laughs> that dog's yeah, cool. no, he's just okay. mad at the dog now, so he just goes around killing people. <laughs> this dog's not as good! He's shooting people. I mean, John that Wick, is... the original John Wick, was about his dog dying and him get, getting revenge, revenge on everybody right. yes. by killing 5,000 people. <laughs> right. But he got a new dog, and yes. that dog has not been in danger. Correct. That dog is safe. Okay, All good. good. Good, good. He didn't kill anybody with the dog, did he? No. no. Okay. Because I understand he's he's pretty good at killing people with he's, the dog. Uh, yeah. yeah. The body count is quite high. <laughs> you got it cleared up, Bean? Any other? I do. John well, I, mean, I haven't he seen the some, movie. Some dog clarifications on yeah. the John Wick, some plotline <laughs> movie series. Make sure the dog's okay. The dog's fine. Understand? I mean, not the first one, but the second yeah. one's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coca-Cola drinkers are going to get a chance to relive one of the company's darker chapters. Because New Coke is making a comeback under a partnership with the Netflix drama Stranger Things. Season three of the show is going to take place in the summer of 1985. You'll remember that dark time in Coca-Cola's history. <laughs> they changed its formula for Coke. It uh, It's considered one of the biggest marketing blunders of all time. Mm -hmm. Um it so was, they weren't putting out the, the original Coke as well and this one. They replaced Coke with this one, right? I with new Coke. I think that the original Coke was maybe still there. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, but it was dropped after 79 days um, and sales of the original Coca-Cola rebounded after that. But um, it was a bad, bad time for them. I like that they're going back and, and reliving that. They are not <laughs> only reliving it. Beginning Thursday, Coca-Cola is going to release a limited number of cans of new Coke as part of the strange Things package. There's going to be an upside down Stranger Things inspired vending machine that's going to pop up in select cities 
this summer to dispense free cans of new Coke for a limited time because really, no one should have to pay for that. Yeah. No one. So smart. And by the way, Brilliant. people people who are have only ever heard about the new Coke debacle are going to want to taste it. For they're sure. Gonna, I, don't, gonna, I never had it. Yeah, of course. They're absolutely going to sell out as many of that as they make. It's a brilliant for sure. move. All told, they said it took about six months. It was completely top secret. People couldn't share any of this. Um, they had to retrieve the new Coke recipe from the safe <laughs> for the partnership. <laughs> um, they had to recreate the logo and a slightly different Coke red for the cans um, from more than 30 years ago. So that's pretty cool. That's an awesome promotion. And eventually, all your failures turn into successes. That's how I if feel. You're, if you're smart about it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. And if, that's the thing, too. If you can be self-deprecating about something, that mm-hmm. goes a long way. Admit it was the biggest blunder right. in marketing history. There was a, there were many offices where they were all yelling, told you so, told you right. so. It was just a disaster. And now they're turning into something great. In related so news, my it. memoir, Kanye West Owes Me $300, is available wherever you get books. Because all that is is me saying... <laughs> That was a bad career choice over and over again. Oh. Yeah. Okay. In case you want to hey, read it. Hey, Jensen, okay. you're, Mr., uh, you're Mr. eBay. Um, yes. Do people still sell original cans yes. of new Coke from Ab- the 80s? Absolutely. And I bet, I bet you get tons of dough for it. Right? I'm sure. There's Crystal Pepsi on there. There's Zima's. There's all sorts of stuff. Anything that's like just dead stock food mm-hmm. that you're looking for, they have. I have been on the lookout for a long time for something called a Whippersnapple. Which was a very short-term Snapple product that was like a smoothie Snapple. Okay. And I think it was... uh, My my friend Chris's mom had one. And and, how long have you been on the lookout for this? uh, Well, we had it in about eighth grade. So uh, (laughs) every day since, uh, I've been trying to figure out how I can get a whipper Snapple. People think I'm making it up, but it did exist. Yeah, because it doesn't sound possible. It's true. Okay. Are you trying to buy it so that you can drink it or just so you can have a can? That's part of my problem. I don't think I can drink it at this point, obviously. But I do wish someone was like, oh, I have one that's completely healthy for you to drink. But that's not going to happen. Wow. I can dream, though, huh? Oh, please. Sometimes I wonder if I just have too lofty of goals. Wow. We went from the greatness that is Keanu Uh to ending with this. Yep. Wow. Oh, maybe Keanu will buy me a whippersnapple. I mean, if he's listening, he would. Okay. Oh, what a gift. I hope he wasn't listening to the poo chat. Right? Well, now he knows. You send pictures of your poop to people. I mean, what if he's into it? Keanu. He's He's not. He's a good dude. Uh, good dudes are into it, Kevin. We're hearing from a ton of our listeners are we? and our staff. Mm. Uh, just because I'm, we I'm choose, horrified. we choose not to lie. I think makes us better people. Uh, isn't it possible that the three of us in this room that have never done mm-hmm. it are telling the truth? No. How is that? I, I wouldn't no. care. I would definitely tell you. Mm-mm. I would too. Same. I would no. absolutely tell you. Yeah. Then go it's, ahead. We'll wait. I did. I've never done okay. it and never thought about All it. All right, baby. ever. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. T, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. You can go to krock.com and cast your vote as to who should be the president of the Zero Club. Kevin has been the president for a long time, but now he has a challenger. Are uh, you guys president inter- and founder, I should say. Uh, true. Okay. Are you are you guys uh, interested in hearing the uh, updated totals? Please. All right. Right now, Kevin Ryder, Ryder or Die. Leading with 73% of the Whoa. vote, wow. ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Someone sent out the Radeon Durf signal. Homar, <laughs> uh, DJ Omar Khan, the challenger, our zero hero, 22% of the vote. Old Man Ruben, 
putting the fossil fossil fuel? Five percent of the vote oh, right oh, now. Oh, well, so, you know, you got to start somewhere. As yeah. an independent candidate, we still have pride, and we 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 have some optimism that it will turn. I don't know uh, how long the polling is for, but Kevin seems to have an insurmountable lead at this point. But if you would like a change in leadership, since Kevin did run out of gas, and, and many of us think he shouldn't be able to run the Zero Club anymore after how that debacle, you. you can go to Kerak.com and cast your vote. I believe it runs through Thursday because this is a very important election. Okay. 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 Speaking of which, time for People Are Dumb. Dumb. A uh, Webster, Massachusetts man was arrested and charged with misusing the 911 system after repeatedly calling 911 from the back of a squad car. <laughs> what? <laughs> this seems to happen every so often. You'll see a story about a guy who, 39-year-old Jesse Barner Walton, was refusing to leave the Cadillac Ranch mm. on May 5th. Oh, Bean, describe the Cadillac Ranch to people. Uh, it's on the old historic Route 66. It's in uh, near Amarillo, Texas, and somebody 50 years ago just buried a bunch of cars in the ground. So half the car is underground, half the car is above the ground. There's like 10 of them in a row, and people just love to stop by and take pictures of it and graffiti it, and it's just kind of a little taste of Americana. I don't so, know. I don't know how Bean doesn't have a shirt from this place. Right? This guy wouldn't leave there. Not the bunny ranch, the Cadillac ranch? No, the ranch? Cadillac ranch is literally just Cadillacs buried halfway into the ground. Yeah, it's there's literally all there. There's nothing there. It's just in a field. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you could ever do beyond go, yep, there it is, then get back in your car and drive away. So they arrested him, um, and then he made a bunch of phone calls to 911, which got him, of course, in a bunch more trouble. Because you can't do that either. Uh, Florida man. By the way, Florida really coming through with everything. Mm-hmm. Florida man accused of playing basketball in the nude. This is Longwood, Florida. Florida man accused of shooting hoops <laughs> in a public park. Longwood. In the nude. <laughs> According Longwood. to police. Kinda a Longwood, Longwood police officer responded. <laughs> it's in Longwood. To Candy Lane Park. Candy Longwood. Lane. Longwood. Right, got it. Around 7.30 on Sunday night. Where was the city? <laughs> Longwood. <laughs> what was the street? Candy Lane. It's like a yeah. butt, like, I mean like a butthole. Right. <laughs> a park employee told the officer that he saw a man playing basketball in the nude, and he immediately contacted the authorities. Officers um, located the man, later identified as 29-year-old Jordan Glenn Anderson. In the arrest report, the officer asked him, what are you doing? And he said, just working on my basketball, man. <laughs> Not no wrong. Man, no mention of the nudity. Nope. Not wrong. No. Just put, I'm working on my skills. Right. Why are you going to hate on me for that? Uh, Lincoln City official accused of peeing in public near City Link, Hall resigned. Lincoln City. It, uh, it's, yeah, doesn't uh, work. Lincoln. Doesn't work as Lincoln City. Lincoln. 28-year-old state senator serving as Lincoln's urban development uh, department director has resigned after police ticketed him last week for urinating in public. I would just like to bring up again. That Bean and I uh-huh. were caught peeing in public. Okay. True. We were at the, what was the name of the nightclub? Some nightclub mm-hmm. in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were just about to go in to have a Kevin and Bean night or something. And we were both, I don't know, I'm not sure if we were holding hands or just like peeing next <laughs> to each other. But this bright spotlight came on and the police comes up and he goes, you know, you can't do that. And he just let us off with a warning. You know, he had no idea who we were. It was just being nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Fritz's in Anaheim? It was not. Okay. No, it's a good guess, though. Okay. Um, apparently, police contacted Landis after seeing him peeing uh, next to his car. The officer contacted him and cited him for urinating in public. He says, uh, irresponsible acts have consequences, and I accept them. 
And here's my favorite uh, line from this man. I expect ridicule for my indiscretion, he said, noting that he hoped it would only be directed at him and not those around him. <laughs> who's who's going to make fun of somebody else that wasn't peeing in public? Right? Don't, don't make fun of all my coworkers. Don't make fun of Jeff, who's never right. done that. Right, he's never done that. Me. I'm the guy that did it. Don't make fun of my friends. What? Who would say that? Weird. What a strange man. When and, you got to pee, you got to pee, though, guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, hard, it's tough to argue. Uh, from Brownstone, Indiana, an inmate Brownstone. <laughs> an inmate fell through the ceiling while trying to escape from jail in Indiana. This is my favorite story of the day. Uh, 28-year-old Blaze Ayers bolted from the officers, locked himself in a medical room on Monday, and when officers got to the room, he had made his way into the ceiling. Now, the funny part is... The ceiling was breaking underneath him the entire way, so the police were just walking along. <laughs> following along. Underneath just following him. the dust coming down. Here's the news report. This is where that inmate landed Monday night. You can still see the damage to the ceiling, and all of this was caught on camera. The last inmate you see is Ayers. Two different cameras captured the incident late Monday night. You can see the group of about five inmates leaving the recreation area and walking into the jail's booking room. Then officers say 28-year-old Blaze Ayers ran into the medical room and locked the door. He climbed up on top of the countertop, on top of the cabinets, and then through the uh, ceiling tiles. The officers were following the damage of the ceiling. <laughs> So literally, like, part of the ceiling would fall, and then they would go, all right, well, oh, let's take is. another step there. <laughs> take another couple of steps to follow him. And they heard the uh, the ceiling tiles falling, and they saw, I think, a leg fall through. <laughs> this guy's the worst. <laughs> He's not the best, I'll tell you that. His leg fell through. The surveillance video shows officers tasing airs after he busted through the tiles. All right, now, at this point, he's busted through the tiles, but he's still hanging on to something. Sure. In the ceiling, yeah. so he's not on the ground yet. They're tasing him while he's hanging on in the air. Unreal. Just mm -hmm. to get him to let go and drop to the ground. The inmate caused damage to several parts of the ceiling as well as telephone and TV wiring. Ayers was originally booked into jail on Christmas Eve for failing to appear in court for a misdemeanor battery charge. But authorities say his time behind bars likely just got longer. He went from a misdemeanor, a failure to appear on a misdemeanor charge to now level five felony. At the Jackson County Jail, Christina Mora, WLKY News. I don't feel like he's the best news. That should have ended with news. I don't feel like he's the best uh, escaping story that I've ever heard, right? No. No, it's, it's no he escape from of, Alcatraz. Yeah. Sort of he's no Shawshank. <laughs> right, exactly. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. I mean, you never really get out of high school, right? Life is high school. For the rest, okay. of, your, for the rest of your days, you're going to be in high school. I hope We're, not. Where, where, are you going, where are you going with this? I'm going with the Magic Johnson story mm. and the Lakers. Oh, he and what's going a on? Of a, a little bit of a tantrum on first take yesterday, didn't he? I mean, yeah, but again, it sounds to me like you're still in high school. The stuff that's going on in the office is so petty and weird and, and lame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People talking behind people's back. You know what I mean? It's but, all high school. But Magic Johnson thinks he's doing the right thing by going on this show and sort of like calling out people for being... Like, uh, yeah. malicious. But he's doing it himself. That's the irony. Sure. He's going on the show and airing out all this dirty laundry. And honestly, the people who get hurt the most by it, in my opinion, is Magic Johnson's reputation and the Lakers. Would you say that Magic Johnson is the greatest Laker? I would. I understand that there are Kobe people and there are a lot of different people. Listen, I'm never going to betray Shaq. Uh, <laughs> because I think he's just the greatest human. But I would probably... It's a real neck and neck, but I would probably say Kobe... 
it was oh, a ridiculous. little bit more of a sensation for the Lakers. Uh, Isn't Kareem in this conversation? Yeah, Kareem's in the, and Wilt. That's why I say arguably. And Wilt. And Wilt. And Wilt yeah. uh, what about Nick Van Exel? He kind of looked like an alien. <laughs> I dug well, that. Well, number one, he's not the most alien-looking basketball player. That's oh, Sam, Sam Cassell. Cassell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but sure. I feel like we're off target, though. Okay, yes, yes, sorry. Yes, yes. So Magic telling the story of why he left the Lakers. What the hell happened? Why did you resign from the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, we can all agree that we hate Stephen A. Smith, right? Well, 100%. Why did you leave the Los Listen, Angeles Lakers? Not all of us love, you know, true broadcasting. <laughs> but There was a couple reasons, you know. Um, first of all, uh, let me thank Jeannie Buss for the opportunity first. Uh, when we sat down and negotiated, I told her, I said, Listen, I can't give up all my businesses. I make more money doing that than becoming the president of the Lakers. So you know that I'm going to be in and out. Is that okay with you? She said, yes. I said, do I have the power to make decisions? Because that was important uh, for me to take the job as well. She said, you have the power to make the decisions. Um, I said, okay, let's go do it. She said, I'm going to put you with Rob Palenka because I didn't know Rob. So things got going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And then I start hearing, you know, Magic, you're not working hard enough. Magic's not in the office. So people around the Laker office was telling me Rob was saying things. So Rob Blink is saying things about Magic like he's not working hard enough, he's not in the office. And it's important to... Tell me this isn't high school. Right, and it's important to address that Rob is under Magic Johnson in the in the sort of hierarchy of the employees. Yes. Yes, so it's Correct, but he wants to. He wants Magic's job. He th well, Magic is paranoid and believes that, that he's after his job, yeah. Right. And Rob uh, Palenka. Rob Palenka. And I didn't like those things being said behind my back that I wasn't in the office enough and so on and on. So I started getting calls from my friends outside of basketball saying those things now were said to them outside of basketball. Now, not just in the Laker office anymore. Now it's in the media and so on. And these are people you trust. Exactly. By the way, uh, don't you at that point go to Rob and say, hey, dude. The guy under yeah. you? Yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, Absolutely. you're saying you're telling people things. You know, that, what, he, you know what he could have done? This at is any part of my deal that I worked out with Jeannie. And if you have a problem, go ask her. You know what he could have done at any time? Fire him. He's legitimately <laughs> Magic's true. employee. That is what he is. If you have a problem with him, you could have released him from his contract very easily. Also, he says, oh, I love Jeannie Buss. I don't have problems with her. In this interview, he comes out and admits that the Lakers were trying to trade three of their best players for Anthony Davis. The trade didn't go through. It got leaked out to the press, and it really affected the Lakers as far as these guys wanting to come back, playing well. All these dudes were just bummed out. In the interview, he's like, and then when we try to trade him, we told everybody, don't say anything. Jeannie Buss has been on record for months being like that trade never was brought up. I don't know where it came from because she's trying to keep the team together. Right, sure. So Magic now coming out admitting Ooh. it is blowing up the team he says he loves so much. Yeah. And then I had to monitor the brothers because Joey and Jesse wanted more involvement, wanted more power. The Bus Brothers. The Bus Brothers. Right. And so I said, I didn't mind doing that because they're good guys, but also I sat them down and said, hey, listen, I'm going to really help you guys mature and get better. Then when those things start happening too much, Stephen A., the straw that broke the camel's back was I wanted to fire Luke Walton. I showed her the things he did well and the things he didn't do well. We got to get a better coach. I like him. He's great. Former Laker, the whole thing. So the first day, well, let's think about it. Second day, okay, you can fire him. Then the next day, no, we should try to work it out. 
Hey, maybe if you went into the office on the second day, <laughs> you could have fired him. <laughs> he also, also remember, Magic Johnson was an interim coach, and he was awful. Oh, he was. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. Right. Yeah. A lot of this is on Magic, you guys. But I am going to say, I think we should give Magic his talk show back. <laughs> this, this is pretty good. So when we went back and forth like that, and then she brought Tim Harrison to the meeting, you know, some of the guys. And Tim, you know, wanted me... He wanted to keep him because he was friends with Luke. And Luke's a great guy, mm-hmm. great guy. He is. And so <laughs> he is, yeah. when I looked up and said, wait a minute, I only really answer to Jeannie Buss. Now I got Tim involved. And I said, it's time for me to go. I got things happening that was being said behind my back. I don't have the power that I thought I had to make the decisions. And I told them, when it's not fun for me, when I don't have the decision-making power that I thought I had, then I got to step aside. Okay, question for you, Jensen. Yes. You're Mr. Basketball. This, first of all, LeBron was there at the press conference yesterday that Rob Palinka did with the new coach, Frank. In uh, very cool, Vogel. in very cool new shoes, yes. And never said a word. <laughs> and no. didn't, it would have been a real nice opportunity, as Bill Plaschke from the LA Times pointed out, yeah. it would have been a nice opportunity for, Co- for uh, Kobe, listen to me, for LeBron to say, Hey, I'm support this new coach. No. It's a new era. It's going to be. I mean, he really could have done a lot to make the Lakers not look as dysfunctional as they are. Instead of standing back, being too cool for school, and letting those guys sort it out from the dais. No, this team but is my, a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. My, and my question is, with all of this going on, including up through the press conference yesterday, this makes it really hard to get players to want to come play in Los Angeles. Almost for the Lakers, impossible, right? Yeah, almost, almost impossible. Imp- you're, you're like somebody said, it's like climbing Mount Everest, trying to get p- good players to come to LA now. Which yeah. has even never to, been the issue before. Even to ever. play with LeBron. Yeah, and that might not even help. But but the, the, they have made a a colossal mistake. In I mean, there's also another subtext in this is that LeBron tried to get his friend Tyrone Liu, another former Laker, to come in and be head coach, and they couldn't get the negotiations together for them either. So LeBron might be mad about that still. And remember, Magic Johnson had a conversation with Jeannie Buss for two hours or something like that where they talked about him re- resigning after the fact. Obviously, he, he surprised her with that right, press sure. conference uh, in you know a small one. But then they talked for a few hours, and he said, this has nothing to do with anyone in particular. I just need to move on. Mm. And then he goes and does this show. I mean, the guy's a super weirdo. And it's even crazier, the guy used to work for him, and it's clear that Magic Johnson has always had problems with his AIDS. AIDS, A-I-D-E-S. It's different. No. That's what I meant. No, nope. no, I meant, but I don't. I'm, I meant AIDS Whoa. like his people who work for him. We're gonna have to let you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. I know we're gonna talk about something else in this uh, segment, and uh, it's not that I'm just trying to postpone me being put on blast again, right? But I do have an Uh-oh. amazing 20 seconds of tape that I have to play for you guys, please. Did you see the most awkward softball call ever yesterday? Did you no. guys see this on the no. I didn't know that was a thing. No. Yes. This is, uh, God, I don't have it up in front of me, but it's two Midwestern teams that are playing softball. And these are the, this is the man and the woman in the booth calling the game. And it's just great broadcasting. Again, it's only 20 seconds. I know you don't care about softball, but you care about great broadcasting, which is why you listen to this show clearly. Listen up. I was fortunate. I got to work with Ken Revisa and. He was one of the absolute best. He's still out there doing what they do best, doing what he does best. He passed away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but sports.
sports psychologists, I think, for pitchers are just, oh, no. it's make or break. It's almost more important than doing the physical bullpen, bullpens. Right? It just goes oh, on and on. no. So. He passed away. He passed away. So he's not really doing <laughs> I what mean, he does she best. Took, she took it in stride, though, didn't she? That was pretty sweet. She didn't say, no, you idiot. All right. It's my turn now. So Friday on the show, we're having a discussion. Allie, what, about Grumpy Cat? It was about Grumpy Cat that had passed away. Rest in peace. And we were talking about, do you now go searching different rescue organizations for another Grumpy Cat to, you know, reignite the magic? You can or, never replace Grumpy Cat. Uh, you couldn't, but, or do you go the other way and try and get a happy cat? Like, what do you There's look no for? There's no such thing, Allie. I'm just, I'm just saying, what do you do is how it all started. All right. So then Allie made a funny voice, and I misunderstood, and that led us to where we are today. Here, again, a little piece of the tape from Friday. I don't have it, by the way. If you're... Why? I thought, yeah, I thought so too. in 40 seconds. I thought so, too, but don't. Okay. Oh. So, Allie, so so how did it happen? Oh, how did it unfold okay. then? So, Kevin said um, something like, oh, just show me a janky cat. That's what I want. And I said, ah, show me a janky cat. See? Something along Is those lines. Is it the word lines. janky? Was, was it janky that got you there? I don't think it was even janky. Um, it was just bizarre, and I just did an old-timey voice because he's like, show me a janky cat. It was weird. Mm-hmm. To which Bean then did a noise and a soundbite I've never heard. All right, we have it now. Oh, we have it now. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, we made Allie recreate the whole thing. Yeah, because I don't even think the word was janky. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Jackie, wow. here we go. Here we go. Show me a cat with a lot of trouble, see? I need a troubled cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's troubling you, Bunky? <laughs> I don't, I don't Who do says voices. Bunky? I don't know. And who was that? That's from the bit. That's, that's what let Allie was again. doing about. Let me, hold on, I might even have it. No, here. let me hear you do it again. Is that what's troubling you, Bunky? <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Here we go. Here's from the song. Is that what's on your mind, Bunky? See, there you go. <laughs> the what song? song? Very, it was a very popular routine back in the day about a, a sad In philosophy. 1850? What day? <laughs> exactly. Give me a date. On? Ruben told me about it. I don't remember the, <laughs> I don't remember the specifics, but it was, a, it was a spoken word, like comedy recording about a guy who had all sorts of bad things happen to him. And it was, is that what's troubling you, Bunky? That's what it sounded like you guys were saying. Why do some people tune out? Out. It's a great question. None of he, us had ever uh, no. heard of it. And he says and it's from the song. From that and song. I, he and thought I we were doing a bit. Yeah. Yes, I thought you were doing a bit because, and then I, I'm so mad at myself that I couldn't remember the name, but Ali, you looked it up on the fly, and it was Eddie Lawrence was his name, and it was from what, 1956, yeah. and it was a big hit recording. So it's he, a good reference, Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a good hit. It's a, it was a huge hit called The Old Philosopher. In fact, it spawned dozens of sequels from Eddie Lawrence, but none of them really created, recreated the magic of the original. And you guys have never heard The Old Philosopher. No. Kind no. Of, uh-uh. Kind of surprised me because it is from 1956. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is where we go for our music, for the so most part. I, I know now we've wasted all of our time, but g- now do let's we, play have, no, play we have time to hear at least, a li- at least a little bit of it. Yeah, please. Let's play it. Hiya, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, take all the time you want. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to do what's happening. Take all the time also, you need. can I have that pulled immediately <laughs> as a drop? I'm, <laughs> so all right. I'm in 100% now. Uh, as soon as he says... Hiya, folks. <laughs> See, you lost your job today. You say it's 4 a.m. and your kids ain't come home from school yet? You say your wife went out for a corned beef sandwich last weekend. The corned beef sandwich came back, but she didn't. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> 
You see acquaintances out all over the sidewalk because you can't pay the rent and you got chapped lips and paper cuts. What? And your feet's all swollen up and blistered from pounding the pavement looking for work. I'm sorry, Bean. Did you say this was a hit? It was. It's a great effing song. That's not by what the I way. asked. Was it a hit? Uh, I think it was successful. Yes. Oh. Is that what's troubling you, fella? <laughs> Lift your head up high and take a walk in the sun with its dignity and stick to it as a new show to world. You show the world to get off. You'll never give up. Never give up. Never give up. That ship. Huh? Uh-oh. Hey there, friend. <laughs> The radiators didn't work all winter, and now that it's summer, they started up again, and you can't turn them off. What the hell? Say, your wife sent your lightweight suits to the cleaners, and that means you'll have to wear your itchy tweeds this morning when they say it'll hit 106. And you gotta meet an important business man in an hour. And your bridge just broke, and you pasted it together with bubble gum, and you hope it don't fall apart while you're doing some fast talking to this man. And. And your shoelace just busted. Oh, no. And you open a big cut on your cheek, trying to even out your sideburns. Oh. Huh? And your daughter's gone out with a convict. I just have to double check because yeah. I'm not clear. Uh-huh. You weren't referencing no. this material, no. Allie? On How Friday? could she have been? Not only Allie, it was Kevin that started it. Then I continued the voice. You thought we were both in on this little bunky bit? I did. I thought you were both you referencing, thought we were the referencing this song. And the way he was I so did. confident with that song. The song. The song. The song. The song. The song. The song everyone knows. Uh, it knows about. All right, let's hear it again. And your daughter has gone out with a convict <laughs> and your wife just confessed she gave you last $60 as a deposit on an airplane hanger. Is that what's troubling what? you, friend? The Bean loves buying... this because it's terrible examples. Who's buying an airplane hanger? As your wife bucks. just gave your last 60 bucks for an airplane hanger? <laughs> Is that uh, what's troubling you? It went to uh, number 34. I just looked it up, by oh, the way. Should have mm-hmm. been much higher. Yeah. Should have been higher. <laughs> I picture, I wait, picture the little wait, bald guy. Let him say the first. Hey there, cousin. <laughs> you can't pull your car out of the mud, and you're in the middle of nowhere, and it's pouring rain, and you can't get the top back up. Still have another full minute. And your paycheck's all blurred, and your foot went right through the gas, and your girl's screaming bloody murder. She's scared of the dark, and a stroke of lightning splits your motor in half, and your suit's shrinking up fast. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you start up the windy road on foot, and 60 yards of barbed wire hits you right smack in a push. Sounds relatable. What's, what's it's relatable. <laughs> and you both fall down in the mud, and then a wild animal comes over and runs away with your shoes. <laughs> and your car blows up suddenly, and your windshield wiper ends up in your mouth. Oh, I hate you that. Can't oh, yeah. move, mm-hmm. And the mud's rising up to your nostrils, <sighs> and you're sinking fast. I hate again? that the most. Again? Yeah. All these girls screaming anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that what's on your mind, cousin? <laughs> And now, this is the old philosopher saying, oh. so long, folks. Uh. <coughs> what happened at the end? That's it. He fl- fell off the ship. Did he die, Bean, or what? 
Uh, that guy reminds he, me of a little bald dancing guy from Six Flags. I mean, <laughs> it's an incredible piece of history. Thank you, Jetson. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Uh, getting back to the uh, Zero Club uh, campaign that's going on right now between mm-hmm. Kevin and um, Ruben and Omar, mm-hmm. who will be the new king of the... Uh, Ruben the, doesn't uh, even drive, for God's sakes, people. I mean, uh, it's, it's, I mean, a horse's carriage. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the 562, Ryan writes in and says, hey, um, reminder, this is not a democracy. Kevin is the king of the Zero Club. In other words, he's saying this is an illegitimate vote. No, there's, uh, there's always a time to overthrow the government. There is no such. A, there can always be a rebellion. <laughs> so this is on behalf of your candidate, Ruben. This is your 1776. Absolutely, basically. we are. This is, uh, this is an uprising. Okay, <laughs> all right. Because Kevin is the king, and technically he has the job for life, unless we're in times of war, which is apparently we're not we in are. times of war, people. Well, no. it sounds like Homer's coming for you, man. Right. I'm just saying. All right, you go to krock.com and you can cast your vote. Who would you like to see be or continue to be the president of the Zero Club? Allie is here with our final look at what's happening here on a Tuesday. Hi, hey, folks. Listen, just to stay with this for a second, um, Kevin, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Marin Dungy, friend of the show, mm-hmm. texted. Love her. Mm, well, <laughs> I don't texted, love her so much she now. Texted, this ad sold me. Homar for press. Oh, yeah. so stabbed wow. in the back by Marin. Like, yeah, you stabbed might, in the back. You might need to step up your ad game. <sighs> I mean, once you lose Marin, I think you've lost America. I think that should and be maybe, the next bumper sticker. It's possible that's an overstatement, <laughs> yeah. but also possible is true. <laughs> I don't know. Omar is coming on strong. I, I hate to say this. I don't want to Mayor Pete him, but he is a kind of a younger, more vibrant, you know, candidate. Yeah. Here's wow. all I'm say. What we're is- used to. The the job has aged you, Kevin. Is has what it? I'm saying, and you don't have you don't have the the excitement around you anymore because people America loves new. You know that we love mm. new. You know what I don't do is do uh, run run on zero with my kids in my car because that yeah. would be highly highly bad. Because you're too busy running Very, out. Very yeah. disrespectful <laughs> to your kids. Yeah. Okay, it's a strong platform you're on. Thank you. Look, the difference is when Omar, uh, God forbid, one day runs out of gas, he'll have help in pushing the car to the gas station. <laughs> oh, you, kids, you get won't. out. Again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be a campaign manager 24-7, but I do want to let you guys know that Ruben knows uh, Henry Ford. Uh, he was Henry <laughs> Ford's babysitter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. All right, well, time will tell. When can we vote until? Thursday. Uh, now until, I think, Thursday. Yeah. Okay, excellent. On krock.com. Ahead of the world premiere of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, the Oscar-winning writer and director, has published an open letter asking everyone in attendance at Cannes to not spoil his new film. Dude, this isn't the Avengers, dude, right? It isn't, but also why do you have to tell people not to spoil stuff? I don't I mean, it just seems like it's common sense to anybody that's a decent person. Just don't spoil stuff. Anything. Uh, And I didn't think anything about this movie would be, like, spoilable. But now he's got me thinking, what about, what's <laughs> yeah. the twist? What is happening? But he wrote, I love cinema. You love cinema. It's the journey of discovering a story for the first time. I'm thrilled to be here in Cannes to share Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with a festival audience. The cast and crew have worked so hard to create something original. And I only ask that everyone avoids revealing anything that would prevent later audiences from experiencing the film in the same way. So... So don't mention that Charles Manson turns out to be a pretty bad dude. Oh, 
you got to do a spoiler God, alert, Bean. Damn it, Bean. Sorry, you've sorry. To. You've sorry. got to. That's on me. <sighs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premieres on July 26th. And new trailer out today. Excellent. Yes, yeah, came out. Any spoilers in it? I wouldn't tell you anyway. Okay. I guess not. Okay. I see what you did. So here in America, we've got, you know, parents that are maybe spending a lot of money to allegedly get their kids the upper hand in getting into some of the top colleges. We all know about this happening, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But what's happening um, in Russia seems seems a bit insane. What's going on? A millionaire businessman, um, a father, paid for Russian bots to ensure that his child would win the Russian spinoff of The Voice. <laughs> the 10-year-old winner had to relinquish the top prize this oh. week after it was determined that her victory was the result of thousands of fraudulent votes. You guys, she won by a staggering 56.5% of the mm. phone in <laughs> Maybe like, that was a clue. You've got to be better at, like, bots. Your bots you, have to be subtle. Absolutely. So here's here's the breakdown in numbers. In total, about 300 phone numbers were used, um, involved in this manipulation. About 8,000 text messages sent from those numbers. And she received more than 30,000 votes from those numbers, wow. while the other contestants received less than 3,000 each. That's a discrepancy. Yeah. 30,000 for her, less than 3,000 for the other contestants. So you need to update your bots. Yeah, that'll raise some flags. Absolutely. So, sorry, Michaela Abramova. That's... An incredible bitch. I don't think we're saying that. She's 10 years old. Um, but her dad really wanted her to win, so he paid for some bots. I'm giving you a zero for the day. Yeah. What a bummer, right? Whole life ahead of her. Right? Now she's a chick that didn't win. I am nothing without my following. There she is, right there. <laughs> well, if you're interested in seeing, um, well... One of those holograms out on tour like Frank Zappa, Ronnie James Dio, Roy Orbison, Whitney Houston's estate executor, who also happens to be her sister-in-law, Pat, has confirmed that plans are already in motion for not only the touring hologram, but a Broadway musical, some branding deals, and a new album of unreleased tracks. Apparently, the new album expected to be unused tracks from her self-titled 1985 debut album. So, Whitney Houston, on stage as a hologram, being backed, by the way, by Houston's original band and backup singers. If that interests you. Only only as an oddity. Like, yeah. I would want to check it out just to see just how once. good it is, but, yeah. uh, okay, a song or two in, I'm out. Yeah. You're not going to start going just to see holograms up there. I mean, I'm guessing not. Like, that's going to be your new what thing. What if I love it? Right? I just stay there for the whole day. You're like, oh, no. Who's on tour? The actual guy? No. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to Let me see know when actual... it's a hologram. Yeah, I want to see the fake guy. It's very strange, yeah. guys. Comedy clubs, I feel like, will benefit from this if it works. Well, well, really, because oh. Dave Chappelle could play everywhere. Yeah, I'd go to your comedy club. He's going to be there across the you know across the globe. See, I immediately thought you meant dead, like at Same. George Carlin. Well, I thought Richard Pryor yeah. immediately yeah. Yeah. when you said that. Absolutely, I, you could do that too. Okay. Hi, folks. Hi. <laughs> so, having a pet while holding down a full-time job can be absolutely challenging. Sometimes you're racked with guilt. You want the pet to have the best time possible while you're off at work, so your pet is not as sad that you're leaving, right? Well, Constance Wu apparently gave her pet bunny 
the run of the fancy New York City penthouse she was renting. To the point where um, a house cleaner would come in to tidy up once a week and said that there was just poop and pee everywhere in the apartment. The bunny wasn't house trained Mm. and um, that's a problem. So lots of poop everywhere. $6.5 million Chelsea home that she was renting, by the way. Um, Not to mention uh, the stank. So the source said the place totally stank. It was disgusting. There were little pellets of poo everywhere and Constance seemed oblivious to it. She seemed to sleep with the bunny and there was even poop in the bed. Rabbit, rabbit. What's happening? Is what I'm saying. Bad month for Constance Wu. Yeah, not good. Um, She has garnered uh, quite the rep for being difficult to work with, created a stir what was it, last week or the week before? Mm-hmm. Initially complaining about, then apologizing for complaining about, then saying, oh, it's not what I meant about the renewal of Fresh Off the Boat, and now uh, now this. Not good. I had uh, bunnies as pets, as mm-hmm. won't, won't surprise you, and they cannot be house-trained. Oh, really? Just, you you just just, had to put yeah. them on newspaper, basically? They, they, yeah, they just poop wherever, yeah. What were your bunnies' names? Beethoven mm-hmm. and Johan. Johan. I'm going to just keep it a bean. They were musically inclined bunnies? They were. Classically. And they got killed by the neighbor's dogs. Oh! That was a roller coaster of emotions. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good thing I didn't get invested too much. <laughs> That's were... the quickest story ever. Yeah. They were real sweet until they weren't. Oh, well, I bet they were sweet, sweet in the end, yeah. Oh. Good times. Yep. Your taste. Right, we get like uh, the dog was like. Uh, we also had a uh, we had a oh you know it just occurred to me we had another rabbit um, whose name when when we lived in California we had another Don and I had a rabbit mm-hmm. too those uh, Beethoven and Johann were my uh, childhood pets mm-hmm. but um, we had a rabbit named Tastes Like Chicken when we lived in California was that a reference to how your other ones died <laughs> no <it was> just, <laughs> we were just guessing Tastes Like Chicken but right. that was his name okay they're sweet sweet pets rabbits are but you shouldn't let them poop in your bed. That's a good tip. I mean, if I there's like any takeaway from mm-hmm. today's show, I feel like that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's... Is it, Allie will take photos of it and send it to people, right? <laughs> Only if it's art. Hey, happy birthday, Mr. T. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> On your drive home today, let's do a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, David Tennant joins us. <gasps> Whoa. Does he know it's our show? He can't. He's way too good for this nonsense. That's what I'm saying. Who? Especially after today's show. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> David Tennant. No, that's what I'm saying. Doctor Who. Oh, right. Yeah. You didn't say Doctor. It was a good joke. Okay. Was it? Yep. That's uh, <laughs> Justin that hates. <laughs> the A-I-D-S. Not you guys. Yeah, it's us. I'm giving you a zero for the day. I slept next to my dead wife on tomorrow's show. Oh. And we've got your tickets for the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party and a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Godzilla, King of the Monsters tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-Q. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.